is waiting on fries. That you don't get it. You don't. What do you mean you don't get waiting on fries? Hopefully the customer never hears waiting on fries. But all this time on the entree and it's perfectly executed, and then you're it's like, ready Fuck, to go. I forgot to fire the fries. I just always use that when I forgot to put somebody's order in, and I was like, hey, I'm just waiting on the fries. It's gonna be two more minutes. Realistically, I come back 10 minutes with the food. Exactly. <laughs> We're about a year and a half in. We're like 55 shows plus. We've been doing a lot. We've been throwing a lot of content out there. You know, these things take up a handful of time. We got two episodes out a week now, too. You know, we've got the Waiting on Fries side, which is the short form with the topics. And hopefully restaurant owners and management are taking these gems out of, you know, the conversations that we're having here. And then we get to talk to somebody that owns a thriving business and get their take on how they're operating their business. And hopefully that then transcends with some more gems for owners and operators and management to be listening to. So where am I going, Nooms? All I'm going here is saying, hey, guys, we've set up a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash waiting on fries. And if you want to support the show, we'd be super grateful for that, of course. And I think as small as a dollar ninety-nine a month could actually help contribute to getting this show mixed down. We're putting hours in here, guys. And Justin now wants to add some more work on us and say, hey, we're going to do video tours of the people that we're talking to. And we're going to check their places out with videos so we could paint the picture of what people are listening to. And you got to paint a pretty picture like. so people want to go and eat that food that they're selling. You know? So check out the patreon.com slash waiting on fries and go hit a tier, man. Thanks. Seriously, thanks. Cheers. Cheers. We've got a lot to talk, to, talk about, right? We do have, we have some real about. passionate topics that I, I think are being discussed today. I, I like how you called it passionate and not stubborn. No, 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 no. We're not going there. <laughs> We're not going with all that. Here's, here's the thing. There's a lot of information out there. And now we're in New York, Connecticut. I guess we could even call this Jersey area Tri-State. And By the that, way, Fairfield County is officially the cutoff for the Tri-State area. Nice. I'm I, actually we, glad we solidified that. We got some that. DMs. <laughs> after, after last week's episode, there were some DMs. Some people reached out. They said, tell your boy Fairfield County <laughs> and below Tri-State. There you go. I love it. Uh, I'm glad we got a hard line in the sand. <laughs> Uh, but with all this information that's out here, it's really hard to kind of understand it. If any of you have actually gone on these government websites for your state just to see what the COVID restrictions and laws are, it's like reading hieroglyphics. There's I wouldn't say it's like reading hieroglyphics, but it's definitely like trying to find a needle in a haystack in terms of picking out the useful, accurate information out like of just a bunch of junk. Like what are you actually allowed to do or not allowed to do or supposed to do? And when can you do it all? And it's poorly updated as well because you go in and you click the thing and it's they show you like the stuff from March. Yeah. From last March. March last year, exactly. You know, and it's and instead of just like taking that off of the site and putting the new stuff up, the they leave it on and then it's a timeline of of things you know, that have happened. It's like, well, this was what it was like in March, and then this was April, and then you and scroll down. And it's a very sloppy separation because yeah, when sloppy. I was on the website S- the other day, they even forgot to put one of the dates at the separation area. And I was looking at the rules, and I was like, wait, this is the old rules. Like, <laughs> right. why isn't the date there? That's and they the just you updated can, all this new stuff on you top. You can very well click, you know, COVID, COVID uh, reopening uh, rules and stuff like that. And it takes you to the old rules. And right. it'll say takeout only. We're like, whoa, whoa wait a minute. I thought, we- <laughs> I thought we were past that. So one of these like discrepancies that has has come up, and we're just looking for information on it just to double check and make sure we're not you know throwing incorrect information out there either, is that 
New York could then open at 100% if everyone inside has their vaccination versus if they don't all have their vaccination, then they would be open at 75% capacity. And this would happen on, I guess, the 19th or, right. you know, whatever that date was. Or so it seemed. Or so we were, were told. Yes. But after further uh, research, we have now believed that that is not correct. And that is correct in some capacities, like sporting events, concerts, wedding halls, reception venues, weddings, that sort of thing. where it's like a larger gathering where you have 150 plus people. Correct. They're asking you to either provide negative COVID tests or your vaccination card to attend such events. But uh, on the smaller scale, where you have a small, a small restaurant or you know just a restaurant, it's not necessarily required to do it that way based on what we're reading off the state website, which may or may not be 100% accurate. Based on the dates available. Do, do you think, and I know that concerts have now happened where people were providing their vaccination. Sporting events or, have happened as well. Or a rapid COVID test, exactly. Do you think that, like, say our local theater out here could actually have a concert and have it fill up with people that have been vaccinated? Like, I think so. Potentially, yeah. I think it makes sense right, for uh, something like that. How many people can the cap hold? Thousands? Couple? Couple thousand. You, right? could, you could definitely fill up the Capitol. I don't yeah. know if you could fill Yankee Stadium. Well, I'm not. Well, no, actually, I don't know, you can. Can because you? They, got a lot they put up that like half a million people in New York got vaccinated. So yeah. right. none of those venues hold half a million people. So sure. And so and there, there's sporting events taking place at Yankee Stadium right, right. now, they're but they're not at 100. No, 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 no. Listen, I'm almost fully vaxxed, right? I'm doing almost. this for the reason of getting that passport because I feel like that's going to be your get out of jail free card you slash do, do whatever you want. Because yeah. I want to be like a, a person amongst the people, you know? My, so, my issue with this whole thing, though, is not necessarily whether you get the vax or not or whether you, if you believe in the vaccination or you don't believe in the vaccination or whatever, you know, all, all those political slash misinformed slash whatever you want to call the vaccination to be aside i i have a problem with creating a law that eliminates one group of people from being allowed to attend an event right because you're what you're doing is creating a class separate class of people and then saying this class is allowed this class is not allowed. You're segregating people based on their medical You're like history. The way you make it sound, though, like this is not as crazy as you guys keep on pitching this. <laughs> well, you're making it sound like we're making people wear stars on their chest. <laughs> I didn't want to say that. Like, but. no. Well, but but in, I mean, you're being asked to carry around your little vaccination card. Yeah. Sure. You want to go like, somewhere and pull out your card. Again, it goes into when it trickles down to the hospitality effect. For some reason, saying at Yankee Stadium, to me, does it's not, I don't know. It doesn't it's sound different. as, it doesn't sound as bad but plus they have i guess they have vaccination what i read at yankee stadium is they're doing vaccination vaccination section yeah and then an unvaccinated section correct which still sounds a little weird but they're not like saying you're not allowed to go to the game but they're saying in these vaccination sections there's no social distancing right and then but in where if you're not vaccinated you still have to social distance um you we don't have to get deep into the that whole thing but the morality of that at least it's there's been some trickle down where maybe a small business would want to decide to follow the same guidelines and you know embrace the whole vaccination effort and say you know we're going to be in a hundred percent vaccinated uh establishment as well and i feel like that gets tough because in the hospitality business we're trying to provide as little barriers to entry as little barriers as possible 
And if you're going to choose to do that, you're, you're essentially creating another hurdle to make people feel comfortable to come inside your business. And again, you're separating two groups of people and say, we accept these people. We don't accept these people. I understand barriers to entry. I get it. I fully understand what you're saying. And also, I mean, we don't like barriers to entry because when they exist, we make less money, right? The cash sheets are lower. We don't have as many people coming in. They're not buying as much. They might not buy, be buying at right. all. Right. We want as many people to feel comfortable walking in We want the possibility of as many people as possible. Yeah. So yeah. From, from a financial standpoint... If I had a space and I felt that there was enough people that were vaccinated that would still be able to fill my doors and I could operate at 100%, I would easily make the decision to go to 100% occupancy and I know there's enough bodies out there to come in that are vaccinated. See, and I what, would not. And what do I have to do then? <laughs> then in that scenario, I yeah, have to check their ID card pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Or have a bouncer at the door. I mean, if the place is small enough, you are the bouncer as a bartender. For sure. And I have no problem checking a vaccination card the same way I have to check an ID. It's normal. We're always asking somebody to pull something out of their wallet uh, just to verify that they're of the age that they are saying they are. I understand why you say that, but it's like federal drinking law, so you have to check an ID. But it's not a federal law for someone to show you vaccination cards. Yeah, but that's not the difference. That it's I, That's really not the difference. Because you can make it the law, and I would still disagree with it. Yeah, because, I don't because disagree you're saying with like having, having a drink is not a, it's not relatable to this whole medical history question. Well, no, it's everybody, if you put an age requirement on something, right? Like right. you have to be 16 to drive, or you have to be 21 to drink, or right. whatever. You're not you're not eliminating any groups of people based on their beliefs. Everybody eventually is Everybody's going gonna get to that. You're age. gonna turn 16, yeah. barring a tragedy or something like that. But right. no one chooses not to turn 21. You know, like you don't say like, no, 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 I'm 20. Yeah, I don't. Well, we girls have been doing fuck. this for years. <laughs> yeah. They had so, their 30th birthday like seven years in a but row. But essentially, I get what you're, you're not, saying. No yeah. group of people or no belief or no like person making a choice of free will is 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 barred is from eliminated yeah. by an age requirement Correct. right but when you do other things now now you are eliminating a group of people i don't want to get too onto the to the you know yeah no politics side here you don't want to get too far on that side of this subject because it's really not the point but that's those are the differences of the laws yes and it as it stands right now it looks like they're not saying a restaurant has if you want to have if you want to have 100% capacity they're saying you need to still be able to be social distance but they're not going to cap the number of people you're allowed to have in it doesn't look like they're requiring restaurants at this point to be 100% vaccinated but if they did and they said you can either have fill all your seats but everybody has to be vaccinated and you have to enforce that or you can stay at 75% or 50% but you you can carry on as we've been doing our business choice would carry would, on. Would be to carry on at a lower capacity because it's my it's my belief from the hospitality standpoint that you would actually do more negative than than good by doing the vaccination. I understand your point is like I'm gonna fill this place up and get as many bodies. Well, say the difference though is like 75 people difference maybe right. Think about it as a bar where it's a lot yeah, higher. Yeah, he's capacity. saying he understands the yeah, numbers. I understand it. the numbers, but it's long term, short term, right? Because you run into your situation. Where you say, right away, I'm going to do vax. Hey, I can put 150 people in here now. I don't have to stop at 80. So for the next couple of weeks, you got 150 vaccinated people in here. 
Everything's looking good, right? But all those people that were Tried coming in, in. Yeah. That, that didn't get vaccinated for whatever reason, right? You know, whatever they chose to be their reason that they didn't get vaccinated yet, they couldn't get in your place. And now they feel some kind of way, right? And they'll remember it. And they'll remember it. And what if you have a regular guest that's been coming to your restaurant, like a family that's been coming to your restaurant, and they come every Friday night, and you know they now all of a sudden we're going to say, have to be vaccinated. You're saying, no, fam. You know how many times I've dealt with somebody having drinks that was like, I'm never coming back here again. But that's Just different. to see them like an hour later come back in the door. But that's, that's different, different, right? Because no, you're talking about similar. an inebriated person who probably went over the line and you were like, cut them off. And, and I speak from the bar perspective. Yeah, but things. he's talking about cutting someone off before they even got yeah, to that Yeah, you're bar. not even there. And I'm saying a family that's been a loyal guest, right? They come every week. They, they spend money. They're nice. They know you. They know your staff. You know them. You know their kids. You watch them grow up. Now we're going to say, no, you have vaccinated. They say, they made a different choice. We didn't want to be vaccinated. And you're saying, I'm sorry, you're no longer welcome here. Well, what happened? Oh, you didn't get a vaccination. And then six months from now where none of this matters, they're not coming back. The worst part about this too, though, is even if you decide that you're going to stick to being at the 75% level, like you still have to have this other body still kind of enforcing and seeing what's happening around. And I mean... You know, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, too, where it's like everyone's kind of dogs off the leash now that they're seeing the outside areas open up and they're kind of participating and being on the rooftops where everything's just back to normal again. And I mean, even, you know, over this last weekend, trying to police people coming into the business is almost just not bearable. Like it's almost not doable whatsoever because, you know, in in a specific instance where I decided to try to alleviate some work from somebody else uh, as we're super understaffed, which we'll talk about in a little bit as well, I opted to serve somebody from over the bar instead of just making them stay in their seat and go through a server. And that kind of just opened up this floodgate. Next thing you know, we've got like 15 kids in the front, which are on the younger age of like, I'm here to party, which all kind of commandeered the front area of the bar which was kind of okay considering they were in a holding pen. But like by the law's concern, no, it wasn't okay by any means. And it was really hard to re-throttle after you've opened up the floodgate because everyone's no mask walking around like everything's normal again. And you only have three people in the bar working that night. You can't run around. And so it sounds like it. you guys really need help to corral the people. And to get help, though, you have to make sure that there's money on the balance sheet to be able to say, hey, we can hire more people to help do these things. And then furthermore, and again, we'll talk about this in a second, there's just not people. So it's a really hard decision to make if, you know, something like this did go forward where you can opt to be at 100% if you were at vaccinations or if you're going to stay at 75% without the vaccinations. And if you're somebody that decides that you're going to stay at 100%, you might see a decrease in sales happen if you're looking at your metrics, kind of from turning people away and knowing what's happening in your business. And then do you make the conscious decision to pivot right there and say, I fucked up? Hopefully you would. I mean, if you realize you had made a mistake, but... I mean, yeah. You just, just asked a whole lot of questions there. And yeah, I, there's it, a lot. It sounds like it sounds like it's time this is for how you my guys. brain goes. We have it. things turning. I get it. It sounds like it's time for you guys to start restaffing, though. It's just, it sounds like you have enough people in there that's going to spend enough money to pay the people if you hire one or two more. Speaking of speaking of people, I got a bunch of people going to a house in uh, Cape Cod in a couple of weeks. Ooh, uh, sounds like a party. Yeah, Mike. Sound like a party. Mike's finally getting married. Hey, congrats, Mikey. And we're gonna throw him a little bachelor party. 
Nice. And we're going to the Cape, and we're doing a fishing charter. We got a nice big house on the water. But you can't just eat fish all weekend, Justin. No. So, you know, the first night we're there, when everybody gets we're gonna when everybody gets there we're gonna uh have a nice steak dinner with some bourbons and cigars so i'm hoping i'm hoping and praying you hit up newyorkprimebeef.com we we did okay newyorkprimebeef.com got enough steaks for 14 guys <laughs> nice. that's a lot of fucking steak it's 14 dudes <laughs> in a house nice listen newyorkprimebeef.com what's the code promo code waiting on or fries 15 for 15 15 off your order 15 off your order you get free shipping after you hit some type of maximum number Awesome. $200. That's right. And they're shipping it right out to the Cape, so I don't even have to get it to my house. So it's going to be and there then drive nice it, and cold drive it waiting out. for I'm you. I'm just sending it to the house. It's going to be there on some dry ice in all, front of the door. All I heard was your cooler's Beautiful. filled with beers, and you're not wasting any room on meat. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Love it. That's the way to go. Uh, Nooms, you're telling me that we should just hire more people. Yeah, man. There's a huge problem here. What's the problem? Everywhere is hiring, and there's exactly. nobody responding to the hiring ads. And they, I don't think you're making your ads enticing enough. I know plenty of people looking for work. Where? I don't know. Most you know people looking for work? Yes, sir. Send them my way. I will do that. So, <laughs> I mean, we just uh, we just talked to Angelo Frankie Venucci's on the last episode, too, and he reiterated that he is literally having conversations with people uh, via email or, you know, whatnot after taking in their resumes. And then, sure enough, they just disappear into thin air. But that was like always how it was, you know? No, it no, wasn't. no, no. It's different now. We used to put a Craigslist ad up, post a Craigslist ad, you get 35 applications. You'd say, don't respond to this ad. Please go to the website and <laughs> fill out the application. And they would all respond to the ad. Yes. And they would, you know, just say something like that made it look like they didn't read the ad. And you would call 25 of them because five of them right off the top, you could, you just know weren't going to work out. Call 25 of them schedule 14 interviews because nine of them didn't have a car or lived in Oklahoma and applied for a job in New York. Right? That, said, that's the best. When you get someone out of state applying for your job, it's yeah. like, uh, when can you come in for an interview? Uh, where are you guys located? You know, I'm Marinette Avenue. Oh, where's that? And type it in on Google. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm not in that state. Yeah. I actually live in San Diego. Yeah. Like, Why are you applying? Anyway, so you schedule 14 interviews. Uh, six of them show up. One of them is good and only because it's the only one that was worth hiring <laughs> so you get one out of the you know out of the batch of now the i posted craigslist ad three times i've gotten a total of two responses <laughs> so take well, so this. then i think for you in your case you gotta change your tactic up change where you're well, gonna yeah, we're not gonna post. use craigslist anymore that's exactly we've, what i mean we've been putting the ad now on our instagram page just trying to reach our own base and see who's in there who it, wants it to reach out a couple no. applications from reach that. out to like culinary school it, and it, stuff. it doesn't Swipe matter up. what you do it doesn't matter what you do i think it does because here does. we go thursday the it matters what pool you're hitting yes and it yeah it 100 matters but what that's pool a different hitting. conversation yeah because then you're looking for a certain type of like the people that are going to embrace your culture and yeah. whatever that's a different conversation the problem is what jay's about to read right now <laughs> is that the jobs report came out for April on Thursday and it was extremely disappointing because all the economists, they were forecasting that there was going to be a million jobs added in April. And then the Labor Department comes around and they go, hey, we only made 266,000 jobs, which is a huge miss as far as what it's they expected what to see. For. So, uh, you know, everyone's saying, what's happening? How could this be happening? Where are all the people? And we've been having the restaurant argument that people are kind of just enjoying the unemployment benefits that are going on, along with the 300 extra stimmy that's coming in for them too. And they're living a lavish lifestyle on a couch, right? 
this is happening. Uh, we're seeing it. We know that there are people in this industry that are cleaning up on unemployment while also working for cash in the restaurant business in some places. It's cool that you don't know them, but they're out there. And I'm just they're stating the facts. I've made three hard offers because we need to hire two managers and like six bartenders and 10 servers and a three couple bus boys. Yeah. Probably eight cooks. But I've made three hard offers to people and all like good ones. And, and all three of them were on All three of them were turned down saying, I'm still getting unemployment. Can you pay me? One of them just said, I, I don't want to come back to the restaurant industry. And yeah. then the other two were like, can you pay me cash? I'm still getting unemployment. Uh, wow. I was like, no, I can't do that. So on, on yeah, top I'm, of I'm the- I'm glad I have a lot more savory and upstanding <laughs> friends than you guys do. On, on top of the known unemployment issues These are that my are friends. These are people I offered. Potential employees. I get it. I get it. Through- you know, people not working, just collecting checks. Uh, you know, they're feeling like it's nice to get off their feet. They might still just be able to be thriving on the 500 bucks, whatever it is they're making a week. There's other reasons that have kind of popped up too as part of these hypotheses here. And one of the reasons also is COVID, where they're suggesting that people still fear returning to the workplace because they think that they might get infected with the virus. I don't know these people. I don't know anybody that's really scared of COVID. I don't know those people either. And if those people exist, I guess that's somewhat reasonable. But at the same time, there's there's workarounds from that. You know, there's work at home, work from home jobs. There's things you could do other than, you know, come back to a place that you feel at risk. Sure. And now you're fortifying the fact that people are leaving this business, though, and maybe going somewhere else, yeah. choosing to work from home, doing some other job. I, uh, did, I did see a post the other day. It was kind of a meme, but it was like uh, people complained so, for such a long time that they made such a low amount of money working in a restaurant that they finally went and did something else now. And so that's it. Now, and I'm sure that the, applies to some people. The last hypothesis here, though, too, is that there's now a skills mismatch, and that's a result of people shifting jobs and going elsewhere, where restaurants don't want to just hire somebody that they can't hit the ground running without. Like, we don't have time to train anybody right now. We are going from zero to 100 with the way that things are opening and the way that we're short-staffed. So to actually restaff a place... You don't have all this extra time to just say, all right, let me take you through this huge training manual. You- I, un- I understand why you say that, but I think that argument is similar to the one we just had where you're creating an artificial barrier between you and an employee. I think a good employer would be willing, ready, willing, and able to train somebody if they're ready for a job. Yeah, but what if you've got a staff of four people and your good employer that you're suggesting is already doing a million things just to keep the wheels turning on their establishment? Like, it, there's not extra time. Like, There should be processes and procedures in place to train a new employee. Just, you got extra time? There's, there's not, but there's time. Like, yeah. you have to make it. You have to make it. So it's a procedural situation yeah. you both feel. There's, listen, there's never going to be time. If you're a busy restaurant, if you're a busy place... And there's never like, oh, here's a good time we can train someone. Yeah. It's it's always gonna be, we just you know, have to busy get and run through it. But you know, like, well, you know what a person training has to do to get completed, and you should you should be able to just have them come in and like we have certain days. Like we know that Mike is gonna be in the kitchen Wednesday nights, you know, and that's like midweek, busy enough where you see some action, but it's not too busy. And we know that just right during that shift, we can get a menu training done. Yep. So we we just know that. If we're training people on menus, it's going to be Wednesday night. If they can't train on Wednesday night, then they can't take the job. Like, that's just, when we just had, how it is. I, I was just speaking to Jess, who we spoke with earlier from um, Bubbles, right? Moet Hennessy. Thank you. Yep. And Jessica, 
Hagistilianos. Yo, love it. Nailed it again. <laughs> Nailed it. Literally, we were having a conversation about this, and she said, and I quote, like, I've talked to so many GMs and owners, and they all say the same. They can't open at full capacity or for additional hours because they can't find staff. I was out this week out east, and a GM was saying how he has staff, but they were like, can you pay me cash? And only X amount of hours so I could still get my benefits. Wow. Like... This is happening all over the U.S. It's not just right here. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that are feeling this blunt, like, of trying to just maneuver around these problems. And it's really fucking hard. Like, you could pretty much walk into any restaurant right now and probably get a job with a lackluster resume. Easy. Resume. (laughs) If you can smile. Yeah. And complete one sentence. Can you walk 5,000 steps in a day on the low end? Easily. 5,000. I'm just I'm just putting it out. I don't check the step counter. You know what, are you what I mean? Going, bro? Like, <laughs> where the fuck are you not going? <laughs> All right, what we got happening uh, going forward? Uh, we got sign of the whale coming up, right? Got sign of the whale coming up. Yep, we're gonna have conversations about opening up the rooftop bar and talking about literally the changes that have now occurred in, in going back to normal. And then next week we're gonna do something special. We're gonna break down merchant processing rates. Ooh, it sounds like so much fun. That sounds oh, yeah. so sexy. Because nobody understands that language, but we got a guy that does. That no. is exciting. That it, is very exciting. It's correct. And the amount of times throughout my life that I've heard somebody try to ask questions about merchant processing, this you know this this term that nobody can actually figure out and break down, we're going to have the breakdown for it. Let's go. Right? So hit the patreon.com slash waiting on fries. Go subscribe onto a tier. Help the squad out a little bit. You know, we've got a lot of content coming down the road. We're going to start filming a lot of these places that we go in and talk to. That way you have perspective of what we're actually looking at and what we're talking about instead of just having nooms break it down with a lot of adjectives. Guys, don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button because, you know, algorithms.